0: From the Financial Times in London, I'm Andy Bounds, and this is FT News. UK government attempts to encourage business growth have focused on startups in recent years. But under Theresa May's administration, scale-ups are starting to win favour. Recent research has shown that a small number of fast-growing businesses account for a large share of economic and jobs growth. A scale-up is a company with more than 10 staff, and which has grown by more than 20% over a three-year period in terms of employees or turnover. These companies contribute around a third of UK economic growth and 68% of UK employment growth, despite only representing 1% of UK businesses. Margot James, the Small Business Minister, wants to refocus government support in the direction of scale-ups. She herself grew a health communications agency from two people to 120, before selling it to global giant WPP.
1: I think that some of the growth funding could look towards the needs of those companies that perhaps are employing maybe twenty or forty people at the moment or maybe have a turnover of say two or three million at the moment but have the potential to grow you know twenty percent year on year what are their needs and the sort of growth hub money that is available you know we could look at using that to meet those other companies needs as well and it's not all about money i'm about to go and visit tech north i've already visited tech city in london And that, as you probably know, is a hub for tech SMEs. Some people call it a business ecosystem. It's where you can offer a really good environment that supports SMEs in specific sectors, like tech or like agrochemicals or advanced manufacturing. They benefit from proximity one to another. They then foster a supply chain. Government can be a catalyst. But ultimately, obviously, it is business that grows
0: business. A small business education programme run by the investment bank Goldman Sachs has worked with more than 1,000 UK companies since 2013. Managers go back to the classroom, attending seminars and residential courses with business schools and advisors. Susanna Lawson of OneFile, an electronic solution for remote vocational training, was one.
2: We didn't know what high growth meant before we went on the course. It was only through going on the course that we realised we were in the top sort of 2-3% of businesses in the country. We had no idea we were classed as a high growth business and that we would have different challenges to maybe a lifestyle
0: business. Was it helpful to have that knowledge?
2: It was incredibly helpful because having spoken to other businesses who I knew who weren't having the same problems that we were having, such as recruitment of staff, because we were on such a high growth curve, we needed to recruit a lot more numbers a lot quicker. Whereas somebody with a lifestyle business may recruit one extra member of staff a year, we were maybe recruiting 15, 20 members of staff a year and the challenges associated with that are a lot bigger. So it made me feel better knowing that we were in a smaller minority of businesses experiencing those issues and that the people within the Goldman Sachs programme were experiencing the same problems. So, we had a lot more empathy with each other and able to advise each other a lot more closely.
0: Where would you like to take one file now?
2: We've got massive plans for one file. We obviously want to increase our domestic markets with the vocational sector, and we also are looking at international growth as well. So, we're looking at opportunities in the Middle East and the, possibly the States.
0: An assessment of the Goldman Sachs programme showed that participants outperformed the average business. They were twice as likely to be increasing their turnover at an average rate of 81% per year and three times as likely to be creating new jobs, growing employment at 31% per year on average. They also outperformed near misses, businesses that were interviewed for the programme but missed out. Sherry Kutu, an investor, founded a scale-up institute in 2015 to promote scalable businesses. It's pretty easy selling stuff in France and Germany and China, and it's even easier if you know someone
3: who's done it and they're not entirely dissimilar to you. So it gives people, it feeds ambition Because I think ambition is really your ability to see a clear path between where you are now and where you might want to be. And the easiest way of feeding ambition is by meeting someone who's done it before. And we've got people all over that are doing that. And if we focus on making those introductions so that suddenly you can unlock the ambition and the ability to execute on what may be a dream, so that dream becomes a plan, and then the plan becomes
0: something that you're proud of, then it works. She says startups are not necessarily good for growth because they tie up talent that might be better deployed in scale-ups.
3: In an area where talent is very short and there are 1.2 million job openings right now, 92% of them in STEM, and that is causing our scale-ups to not accept customer orders because they can't hire people. If that talent is stuck in a big shrinking company or stuck in a startup that's never going to go anywhere, then they don't get the people that they
0: need. The first thing that needs to be done to help this vital sector of the economy is to identify the scale-ups, says Ms Katoo.
3: They know what to do with them, but the first thing they have to do is identify them. If there was a central place that they could go that identified them, that would be awesome. And since it's already held because you have to file your VAT returns or you have to pay, you know, how PAYE works, and in life sciences you have to go on employees because their meeting indicator isn't customer orders, it's on employees. Companies are already taking a lot of their time inputting to those systems, so I would just love them to release those two little things from the system, whether or not they're growing, and have them opt-in. We asked them in 2014 and in 2015 whether or not as a scale-up they would wish to be identified, whether or not it would be helpful to them. and. In 2015, 97% said it would be helpful to them. So you know it's not going to be a risky thing for the government to do. It's an unusual thing to do because usually the people who tax just focus on collecting taxes and making sure that they're accurate. But my background is in business and if you can write an algorithm to give you a little piece of message about something that's going on and that would be universally helpful to those folks and probably help them generate more VAT returns and more national insurance returns. You know, that seems just Really helpful thing to, to do, and I hope that happens.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, you might like to try FT Startup Stories, a weekly show in which I talk to founders about the joys and challenges of starting a business. Listen to the latest episode at ft.com forward slash startup.